ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ and welcome to the discussing football podcast a platform where we talk debate and discuss all things football and we've got a superb podcast lined up and it may just be the best one yet we all know that it's international week but the premier it's, it's league... a million dollar podcast today <laughs> that's million right dollars. short change don't short change it mate that's <laughs> right because the, because the premier league is a talking point that in today's day and age is nothing <laughs> we're getting out of money <laughs> this could be a four billion pound podcast even that's nothing yeah <laughs> we, we just wait for the saudis to knock on the door and say yeah, yeah, knock on the raj's window we, can, <laughs> can we take over the podcast please <laughs> i mean there, there could be a takeover at the end of it who knows but Ooh. newcastle united those famous black and white stripes the two army the magpies the zebras yes <laughs> yeah the zebras yeah you the call them whatever you want. but but that's the thing you can't ignore them anymore now after 14 years under mike ashley they've now finally been taken over So you have finally got new owners and not only are they new owners but they're the they're the richest owners in football so financially you are now up there considered as the big boys right which is which is club in Europe yeah exactly in the world in the world <laughs> so yeah, yeah, today become more empty in the world so today we're discussing money in football let's get the panel on navrad singh can you kick us off please Money, money, money. <laughs> Give me all your money. And I don't know the left or the right. Maybe Raj can film me a couple of songs in it. But tell us this in the right thing. All right. Um, still, sorry, I got sidetracked. Hang my money there. Right. What the what there is of it. All right. And, two rupees. Two rupees. The, the two rupees. <laughs> right. Got, what is that in pounds nowadays? Oh, to, nothing. Ha- yeah, nothing, man. Half a pence, but which yeah. don't exist. So yeah, yeah. Thank you for uh, inviting us on this podcast. We're looking forward to this topic. Got a lot, a lot to talk about. A lot, a lot to say about. So much content in this subject, one subject alone. So yes, um, I would say red, red, white, and black. But today is not going to be club football, right? And so today is just a it's about money. You it's all say, about green, isn't it? You could even green say you, you could even say it's not really about sport or football. <laughs> but that <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll go into that. So yeah, thank you. Mm. ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ <laughs> Melinda Singh uh Arsenal supporter but obviously uh we we're here to talk about cash uh constraints for uh, many other clubs uh in comparison to what what Newcastle are going to look like so uh, it's going to be an interesting uh topic and uh let's just say there's a lot of bitter people out there right now a lot of bitter not yeah. Newcastle ale bitter a lot of bitter people <laughs> right now a lot of angry people me me being one of them <laughs> yeah why would you go call so i'm harkira singh i support the club where the heavyweight champion of the world is from manchester <laughs> manchester boom, united boom. big tyson fury congratulations to him showing he's the king of the boxing world 
Manchester, la la la. Manchester, la la la. la, la. It is one for you. Did he say Manchester or did he say Lancaster? Both. He said Lancaster. He said, he said Lancaster both. and then Lancashire. No, no. He said no. Actually, he said Manchester. He said both. Said he said Manchester, la la la. Then he said Lancashire, la la la. Right. He said both. Now, so Morecambe's in Lancaster. Lancaster, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so. And also on yeah. this pod last week, I said I love all things United. Well, I, that's true because I'm I'm starting to love Newcastle United because they're gonna annihilate oh. Manchester City. <laughs> they're gonna annihilate Man City. Where are Man City gonna go? They're gonna be relegated by the end of this season. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> thank you very much, Harkirat Singh. A massive thank you to the panelists for the introductions as well. My name's Jagmoon Singh. I'm a passionate Manchester United fan from Watford. So what does this takeover of Newcastle United actually mean? Not only just for Newcastle, but the Premier League, other teams, Europe and football in general. Barad Singh, 18 months, basically. So in July 2020, the takeover yep. sort of started. It then reached a bit of a stumbling block um, where they failed to pass the Premier League owners and directors the, the test. The fit owners test, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. But obviously, news started brewing again last week that the, the takeover's back on again. And um, they passed it. Mike Ashley is no longer there. So if you look at it, Newcastle fans for years, like 14 years under Mike Ashley, had literally had enough. So it was more than just winning the lottery for them, right? They got rid of Ashley. They got new owners. But then and they, they got, got the money. richest. Yeah, they got the yeah. richest guys there. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings on it? First of all, as the takeover, but then also as a Liverpool fan, what does that mean to you? Also, <laughs> I, I was going to I was going to say, with being a Liverpool fan, I'm like, yeah. I, well, I sent uh, something in the group the other day, um, and it was like the richest donors in the Premier League, and like yeah. Newcastle, if it goes through, it's around three hundred billion, is the sort of average I've heard of what Saudi Arabia is worth and what they're worth. Second is Man City on just 23 billion. So we're going from like 300 down to 23 billion. Next comes Chelsea at 10 billion. And then we've got Arsenal fourth on seven. Arsenal, you mean mean the owner, not the club. The the owner. We're on about the owner. Um, We've got Arsenal fourth on seven billion. Wolves, Villa, and Leicester at five, six, seven. The owner's worth five billion. Tottenham and Man United owners are worth four billion, and tenth is Southampton owners worth three billion. Liverpool are not even in the top ten of um, the Premier League richest owners list, which um, which hurts me a little bit as a Liverpool fan because those dreams of like we're going to get Mbappe, we're getting Haaland, we're getting all them they're gone now, right? Because there's no way we're competing against. Um, Newcastle, sorry, Man Newcastle. City, Paris, even. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But what I want to say, first of all, I can't begrudge the Newcastle fans this. They've oh, yeah. they've been crying for years. They've, they've had, had the Khalifa. Yeah, they've 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 had the Khalifa. They've been crying Ashley out every every week. Um, and it was it was a Newcastle fan um, mm. again on the radio that said. Ashley wasn't really too bothered about the club. He didn't want them to get relegated. And that was just his ambition. He plastered his sponsorship allegedly around the stadium. Mm. And knowing that Premier League football goes around the world, 
it was just an advertising thing for his brand. So his brand is getting advertised around the world. Didn't um, he rebrand St. James's Park to like he Sports did, he Direct, did. Sports Direct Arena? Arena. Yeah. And that's all what it was for. It was just an advertising thing. Now the guy is, I don't know how much the, the official figure, but potentially he's a billionaire now. Overnight. But yeah. I'll tell you what, on that, with well, three, what 300, million, Ashley, 300 million in the summer. 300 million. Yeah, but with what Mike Ashley's done, do you not think he's put Newcastle in a good position in terms of profitability? He did. Some people have talked well, about it in terms of financial fair play. And there was a recent uh, podcast where someone mentioned they, as in Newcastle, can go out in the next transfer window and spend one billion and still not be hit by FFP. Well, you know, I'll put it on, on that, huh? Um, Sorry, what, what was the my chain of thought? Sorry, on that I've just lost a little bit. I know on um on that, but uh. So no, we're, talk, we're talking about we're talk, no, no, we're talking about the fact that Newcastle can spend a billion pounds a billion without getting touched in the next transfer window. Yes, Mike Ashley. Sorry, Mike Ashley. Right, Yana. Actually, in fact, he returned a profit every season. It wasn't just yeah. now. For the last fourteen years, you're you're right. His main yeah. aim was always to turn a profit round. Now, every year, year even when they got relegated, I think they turned over a profit, right? You know, right. now that might be a good thing in a business sense, but that's not necessarily what Newcastle fans wanted to see. They wanted to see him spend the money. You want ambition, and, don't you? Ambition and stay up. I'm, I'm not saying Newcastle necessarily wanted to go bankrupt or do what Leeds did, right? Just spend silly money, right, with money that they don't have, but ultimately have a good business plan, right, uh, and then have a bit of a business loan. Or business debt, and buy um, good decent players, and be fighting for European spots, going going into the Europa leagues, doing what Wolves did, for example, right? Yeah. You know? And uh, being that that kind of at least that level, you know, just challenge. That's yeah. all the fans wanted. No, no, challenge. No, no, absolutely. Now you know you guys were touched on it as Newcastle fans, as the fans, you can't really begrudge them. Yes, well done, all that kind of stuff, but. I'm sorry, I am really annoyed. I'm, I'm very angry, right? In the sense that the way football is running, the way EPL, uh, EPL, sorry, the Premier League, uh, where the footballing rules allow sugar daddies to come in and go against the sporting integrity, right? Where you can just dope, dope your club up with finance, and just become successful. For me, this is the equivalent of an, an athlete, of Michael Johnson, taking drugs, right? And before going to, to the Olympics, right? Yeah. But the difference being Ben Johnson. Illegal, right. You know, Ben Johnson or whichever Johnson or how many Johnsons you want, right? Yeah. Olympic. Ben Johnson. All right. An Olympic athlete. Tyson, Tyson Gay. An Olympic athlete, right? Yeah. Taking drugs. Right to become the top dog in his sport. And I know you're that, right. And that is the equivalent of what, what financial dope, what Manchester City, what Chelsea, and what Newcastle, what PSG are doing. Right, you know? And that is... And, and it's, you know, people can turn and say, well, you know what I mean? The you guys bought Liverpool or Man United or Arsenal, you've been there all these years. It's the money that we have to spend to catch up with you guys. But listen, right, your money's not list approved you can build upon success, right, yeah? 
the club that finished 20th in the Premier League earns more than the, the champions of Spain. All right, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> let's, let's not get carried away, right? Yeah, this in the, in the Premier League, you do with good management, right? You can build yourself a quality team, right? Yeah. And challenge for the top honors. You don't need financial doping. And that's what we're going to see. The future is, you know, we all joke about the futures, Liverpool, futures, you know, you know the futures, money, Arab money, Arab the money, or Russian money, right? Yeah. It's going to be City, Newcastle, or Chelsea. Chelsea. Um, I, I just want to make a point. It's, um, oh, it's contagious now, Navrad Singh. Now, my, my train of thought's gone. But uh, with Newcastle United, there's so many. This, what is there's so many things that, that we can talk about in this subject. Yeah, and and, 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 and you yeah. it's easily the chain of thought because you yeah. want to. That's a good. I want to say something. I want to say something about that. I want to say something about that. And I'll, and suddenly you think, okay, what's the point? So yeah. See, and like you said, the twentieth club earns more money than the champion of Spain because of football yeah. money, and yeah. this is why agents. I mean, they, this is the, it's all. Um, it's just, it's, it's just oh, what's the word? You know, it basically all links together. Mm. Yeah, it all it links together because there's more money. TV channels want to pay more money for you. Agents yeah. then want more money for transfers. Um, just That's before right. we started the pod, we were talking about our transfer fees are now inflated. I mean, this year we saw um, hundred million players for the first mm. time. Do you know? And um, I think we, this it's is only going to grow. It's not the first time we saw 100 million players, maybe 100 million English players. Maybe that's why we're saying there's a lot of inflation. Yeah, yeah. We know but English they... players aren't worth that much, but yeah, that's another topic in itself. Well, yeah, yeah. Rightly so. Eng- English British Premier Chinese. League is, is the greatest league in, in world football. Like, Correct. Arguably yeah. so. You could say other leagues that had Messi and Ronaldo and what whatnot, the, the, the big leagues, uh, you, could, you could say that. But I don't think anyone in the world could dispute the English Premier League is the league to watch. So yeah. naturally thinking to say that the 20th position in the Premier League gets more than the, the Spanish League um, uh, Winners, people, yeah. is, is justified because like, it's so competitive. And with Newcastle and their owners, they're only going to bring competition to this league. And from the, the perspective that I'm seeing it is, yeah, it's, it's another big club. Um, we think of it like it's going to be like a total one-sided league, but it's proven countless times money does not guarantee success. Mm. Teams have an infrastructure. I, I would hope to think Man United, Man City, Liverpool, like all these clubs will continue to fight on all four fronts but, as well but, as Newcastle going forward, I don't I, think it's going to be it's going one to be very horse hard as, though, this club. I don't think it's going to be one horse as people are suggesting because it, it, it won't be thought, one horse to be three horses: City, Chelsea, Newcastle, and and that is going to be the future because you can't compete with them. Man United and Liverpool and Arsenal are in a different league now. They cannot compete financially with these um, clubs. Newcastle can blow everyone out of the water, um, yeah. and and it's, it's is, ridiculous. This really, thing. this is the thing. I mean, like when Man City first got their money, um, one of their first signings, if not the first signing that they made with their big money was Robinho. Mm. Um, and he was at Real Madrid at the time, wasn't he? Yeah, he probably yeah, signed for United. 
You yeah. didn't even know see, there was yeah, another club he, in Manchester. He, they said you're going to Manchester and he thought it was United, which is a, a funny story. That's a side thing. <laughs> but they could they could come in and just buy any player. Now, with Newcastle, you know you're talking about infrastructure. That's true. But when you've got money and Chelsea is sort of we're guilty of this for a while. Um, not more, not in recent years, but for a while, especially under Mourinho, when you've got money and you can go out and spend and buy whoever you want, mm. whenever you want, you don't really worry about your youth coming mm. through. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That grassroots football. Yeah. Um, now, Chelsea in recent years, um, and it co- it's coincided with Mourinho leaving, they've got a good youth system now. They are developing the youth. Liverpool for the last five well, years, last five years, six years, mm. seven years have been, de- you know, developing youth players, bringing the youth through. United have got history of bringing the youth through. Mm. That's because they've not been there. Yes, they've spent big at times, but they're not consistently spending big. You know, like every yeah. transfer window, they're the one that's up there smashing the transfer record. Whereas this season, let's be realistic, for the last five, six years, City have been the ones that can go out and smash the transfer records. No other club could. PSG possibly could. Now, if Newcastle wanted, they could go out by any player from any club and still afford silly wages. But in Europe, has that guaranteed success for clubs like uh, Manchester yes. City and PSG yes, who we've, it has. Who we've it has. identified as being two of the biggest spenders in, in the last decade. I, I, would, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, it has. They, it has. Haven't, they, haven't, they haven't won any European honours. No. Well, Chelsea have won two Champions League finals. Right, yeah? Man City and PSG have been close enough to the final. Right, you know? And they've dominated the domestic leagues. Right, you know? So to say that they uh, to that now yeah. has been dominant, no, I, I think it's wrong. I mean, how big is Chelsea? How big is Chelsea's net spend? I don't think it's anywhere as close as what Man City and PSGs are. Well, no, you're right. It's it's not as big. Uh, they're not uh, as uh, they're probably the the at the all, but out of four of the clubs, they're probably the fourth position, right? You know, but I, net I, spend. I just... Net yeah. spend is a bit. Um, they, they can still outspend. It's it is one. Is one sided. But if you look yeah. at it, I just want people to remember that everyone, like on this podcast, can probably agree Chelsea were the superior underdogs in that final. But what it takes, and what Leicester have proved in 2016, that if you've got heart, you can overcome anything. Like you could even overcome one off. Man City. One of games, one of seasons, one of games. Can I step in with a Chelsea point? We can't, we can't just assume that because you throw an Mbappe, a a, a Haaland, and and Salah together or whatever. That's don't don't mention Salah in there, please. I'm already having heart attacks, man. Thinking about it. Yeah, but but just the point that I'm trying to make is, you can throw a a super team together. That's not going to guarantee success, and it's it's not going to be overnight. I don't it think it's going to be one-sided it, as well. It won't happen overnight, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You look at Manchester City. When Manchester City, the owners came with all that money, within three, four years, they won the league. You look at Chelsea, Abramovich came in 2003. Within two, two years, they won the league. And and I think Jack Walker as well, he came in early when the Premier Blackburn. League started. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with Blackburn. And that's it. 99.5 came, 
They well, won the league. So and, was, and, and, and the thing is, it wasn't like they didn't win it straight away. Fair enough. No, they got promoted. They're, 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 they're in the old second division. Yeah, he got, they he got, got them promoted. promoted. He got and, them promoted. And the first season in the Premier League, they were competing. Yes. They were up there. I think they ended second top or four. third. Yeah, top four. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the season after that is when they won it. Yeah, correct. Um, Chelsea, as soon as Abramovich came in, they were competing straight away. Yeah. yeah. And Man City, as soon as they got their money, they were competing straight away. Now, sometimes it is players because the players that you've got in your team have not been in that position before. It's like um, you, they always say, they've never felt the pressure of a title chase. Yeah. And sometimes that comes into it, but they were always up there. They were competing straight away. Yes, it doesn't take straight away. I mean, they could possibly spend a billion, right, in a transfer window and um, bring in all the players. It's going to take time for the players to gel. It'll take yeah. a manager as well, a, a great world class manager that can make it's the team be an chemistry. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce is probably yeah. laughing because <laughs> if he gets sacked, eight million pounds. He, he gets how, how much is it? Eight million. Eight million pounds. Getting a payday. Yeah. Well, payday. Not, anyway, yeah, no, he's yeah. dancing right yeah. in Newcastle right now. He's, he's doing a Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> There's one for the for the youngsters, yeah. right? Um, but they're talking already talking about. Brendan Rodgers, Steven Gerrard, um, the the the, the Leipzig manager. Name. You're going to need a oh. bigger name than that, a more established manager. No, I, I think the next, step, the next step for uh, Newcastle is they're going to bring in a manager like Brendan Rodgers or Steven Gerrard because a top-class manager would not want to mm. go to Newcastle yet. Not look yet. Manchester, it's a transition. Look at City. Yeah. City brought in Mark Hughes. They brought in Mark Hughes straight away. Then from I think Hughes is already there. He was, yeah. was already there. Maybe he was, was already there. Mancini. Mancini. Uh, no, Mancini and then the other one, the Chile. Uh, Pellegrini. Pellegrini. Yeah. You know, City did no. something really well. They did. They're both they on titles, though. Yeah. Exactly. No, Pellegrini was at Madrid. He's at, he won titles at Madrid. No. So Pellegrini he, he was not. He came in after Man- Mancini, though. But going back to City, City did really well in building an infrastructure because of all those clubs, their success has been sustained more so than Chelsea, more than, than any other club that's invested. That's because they brought in the right men. They brought in a, a good staff team from Barcelona. Yeah. And that's why Pep eventually came because he knew those staff that were there from Barcelona. Yeah, it was eventually a they built They built such a great infrastructure. The only point in Manchester City to this day, they can't bring in fans. They struggle to get fans. That's you about it. And you can't, and you can't, and you can't buy will not have that issue. Yeah. And yeah, the thing is, right, right with, with the structure, look, talk, going back to Liverpool, Klopp coming in and having his management team, that's one of the league. That's what won as the league. Um, so you do, it's like Blackburn, they got Kenny Dalglish in. At the time, Other, uh, he was, I know he retired from Liverpool, but he was like winning league titles winning cups, winning trophies. So they brought in a winning manager um, back in the day, Blackburn. Pep to, to Man City. I mean, Mancini um, and Pellegrini were successful managers before they came in. Um, I think what we're trying to say here, sorry to interrupt you here, but I think yeah. is we've seen it with Chelsea. Um, back then, sort of... Chelsea um, bought Mourinho. It was unknown eh, to eh, us, but he was a champion as well. Yeah, and then, mm. um, what was I going to say? He... He won the titles back to back, didn't he? Yeah, um, he did, yes. With them as well. Um, see, this is the thing. Back in 2002, 2003, when Abramovich came to Chelsea, um, it was something new. Um, everyone did see Chelsea then sort of as a threat then because of the whole financial backing. Um, 
there was success and we saw exactly the same thing happen with City and this just seems to be like the trend which is going on in football especially the Premier League that when you do get rich owners who come in who will heavily invest by players um, they in a way they are then sort of guaranteed success in three to four five years time um, as you saw even the the interview of even the Saudi consortium their representative um, that, uh, that woman I forgot her name she's even saying as well because they asked the question yeah they asked the question what are your realistic goals in five to ten years time and she goes we want to be top of the Premier League and competing in Europe um, so it goes to show what their intent is and especially with that money you know they will buy some big players mm. um, the the thing is this now, Champions League, being a part of that also brings in a hell of a lot. Oh, of money, yeah, it does. Right. Uh, it brings example, eyes on your club. Exactly. And especially if you've got Champions League football with a big fan base, you're going to get even more money. Right. Yes. Now, for Jelonte, example, what, what I was going to say, what I was going to say on, yeah. on your point, you could yeah. go to Jalanda, you could go Lodiana, you could go yeah. Amrasad. They know <laughs> the Liverpools, they know the Manchester United's. They yeah. do. They right? do. Yeah. They don't know Newcastle 100%. yet. They do. Yeah. That's a lie. They do know Newcastle United because I've got relatives from Newcastle. So I'm sure they've told the whole thing. Not to the extent, not to the extent that they know Liverpool, Manchester United. We talked about it before. You could go mm-hmm. to these little countries around the world. Yeah. And if you're wearing a Man U shirt, you're wearing a Liverpool shirt. Mm. Yeah. They'll recognize the club and they'll talk to you. It'll be like well, George Best. Especially if you're, just like Ham Singh did say it as well, the Premier League has always got now its eyes and ears on it, Um, be it anywhere around the world. Um, I was just going to make a quick mention on the Champions League as well. Teams such as Real Madrid, Bayern Munich and Man United, uh, they're called coefficients of the Champions League, meaning that those specific teams who have got success in Europe and Champions League football before, well, when we talk about TV money, commercial money, they will always get money, be it like whether they win the tournament or even if they get knocked out in the group stages. Just, just for being a name. Just for being a name. And, and, and let, See, let Liverpool are in there. There's a couple more. Sounds a bit from like the Super AC League. Milan. Okay, yeah. From four years ago, yeah? Four years ago. Um, uh, Real Madrid got 35.5 million euros just for being a part of the Champions League. AEK uh, Athens Athens. got Mm. 1.1 million. (laughs) So it's not a level playing field, right? Not, Not a level playing field at all. Even if it comes to sponsorship deals, right? Shirt sponsors. We all know that Ajax are a big club in Holland. But if you compare them to Real Madrid, right? Yeah, they're not, they're not as big, obviously. Yeah, listen to this because of Real Madrid's global following. And this is what Newcastle... Newcastle could, are after. I'm not, I'm not trying to say Newcastle are going to become Real Madrid. But what I'm saying is they can, they'll definitely get a bigger fan base than Ajax, I believe. And City. Oh, they're right. All. Right. Real Madrid... They're already bigger than City. Real Madrid just, just, just this yeah. podcast is bigger than City Funders. <laughs> no, no, no. Just just through Adidas, right? Let's just say, like, um, I've forgotten now over what period of time this is, but Real Madrid pull in over 133 million euros from Adidas's shirt. shirt shirt sponsor, 
right? Over what? That what is five-year period, ten-year period. You reckon? Yeah, uh, it is something like that—a five-year period, I think. Right? Yeah. But what Ajax are getting something ridiculous, and they're sponsored by Adidas as well. But it's what like, they uh, but, but um, you know, they got thirty-three million. But you know what? So it's, that's a uh, hundred million difference. You know what? What Straight I just, away. But you know what? I think I think to be to be fucking just maybe. Uh, but but this uh, is this is what I'm trying to say now. This is what I'm trying to say now. Newcastle. Let's just say if, I don't know who who's their sponsor now. Puma. No, it's some Joma Joma something like some weird. Okay. Yeah. The the, the non-league that, share kit maker. Right. <laughs> you know now they're not going to get those type of sponsors now. Now with, it's with Nike Exactly. Adidas, that classic Adidas shirt. Sports Direct will still sponsor them. <laughs> well, 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 look, 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 look. Let's look, at, look at the yeah. Between, if you're going to compare City before, pre, but at the takeover to Newcastle now, Newcastle mm. do have a bigger fan base. They're a better yep. known club in the world for two established reasons. Established stadium. Yep. Established stadium. They're better known because of two things, right? Well, not just two things. They're, they're one club at City as well. Club City. Yeah. Alan Shearer, Kevin Keegan. Right, yeah. And yeah. can well, I add in the goal right. film? Everyone forgets the goal film. San Pierre goal film. <laughs> uh, no, I... Right, and... Uh, well, City didn't have a Shearer. City didn't have a Keegan. I know they had Kevin Keegan manage them, right, yeah? But not that Kevin Keegan in the 1990s, right, you know? So, they have They didn't have name. the history. Yeah, but one, history. Thing, but one thing I will you, say, right, yeah? You make a good point. Navrat Singh, you make a very good point there. Can mm-hmm. I just say one more thing related yeah. to that? E- even yeah. in the years when Newcastle, you could say, were struggling, mm. I'm talking after the 90s, they mm. still had players like Patrick Cliver that came there. Yes. yes. Michael right? Owen. And Michael Owen. Like, okay, like you could sort of say that is definitely a downstep coming from Real Madrid to Newcastle. But Michael Owen, it wasn't like he was any pushover. He still could find the back of the net. Yeah. Mm. At that point, carry yeah. on the broadcasting. God, yeah. No, I mean, what I was going to say as well, and what you have to remember as well, on a fan base, where it comes to sponsorship, they still can't compare themselves to United or Liverpool. Or, oh no, no, no. Or, or if you look to London, you can't compare yourselves to Arsenal, right? You know, and, and, and things like that, and the history and, and and so on. But you look at up another job. One club city, they have most of their fans. They still have to build their fan base throughout the world. They don't have the same fan base throughout the world, even the though they might have more fans, right, in, in, in Newcastle than, than, than City do, right? Yeah. So Man City obviously had the disadvantage because obviously at United, right, in their hometown and all that kind of stuff, yeah. competition there. Yeah. But Newcastle... It's because of history, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's because it... That's because of history. And, and, and yeah. going forward, I had this discussion yeah. with Hercules Singh. I think Manchester City, like we laugh and joke about them having zero fans, but our, like the new generation. No, they, of kids, they have six fans. They have six fans. We the saw. New, <laughs> not fair. The new, gen, the new generation of kids, they're all going to be Manchester City fans. Well, that's true. Well, Melinda Singh, yeah. what I'm going to say to you, uh, right, is do you know this takeover? And I was about to mention that. Do you know, like a few weeks ago, we said, right, the next generation in 10 years' time, 20 years' time, they'll be the ones that the, the adults then will be Man City fans. If Newcastle now, in these next couple of years, start smashing everything, yeah. buying all the best players, these kids that haven't formed the allegiances yet, that still all Man City because of they're winning the titles. Because when you're a little kid, you are a bit of a glory supporter. Yeah. yeah? That's so true. I can, they, I can... They'll become Newcastle fans really yeah. fast. 
and Newcastle will take that fan base away from Man City. That you know yeah. the floating fan base. Yeah. That that still haven't decided what yeah. team they're going to follow. See, see, see thing is right, Anna. Right, I'm, I'm, I, well, I, well, I said I'm bitter about the takeover about Newcastle, but it's not Newcastle, man. My, my bitterness is not aimed at Newcastle, right? Yeah, it's aimed at these multi-billionaire owners coming in, right? And unfortunately, when Chelsea came in, right, they set the precedent, and then, then you had a uh, City come in, and then how can you stop Newcastle, right? And um, set the, in a way, I'm glad in the sense that now at least, right, City have a competition. Right. Are you are you bitter towards the the owners or are you bitter towards the system? Because the, the system, system is allowing it. System. The system. The system is allowing people yeah. to come in. There's yeah. no wage cap, salary caps in place. Yeah. FFP looks like a farce because anyone yeah. can just well, find Man a City, loophole Man in City it. Just ruined that, ruined it, Man it. City is the final example. Sponsorships coming it? here and there yeah, and, well. and everywhere, but it's just the system has allowed it to happen and. Yeah. We can't now sit there and complain when clubs have previously done this. Relatively yeah. speaking, what mm. Newcastle have done are, is probably uh, an astronomical. But if we look at the, like clubs like Real Madrid, what they've done in the past, mm. where they've Real had Madrid an unlimited budget the and, they, and they've, they've splashed out every transfer window, how do you think people like fans of a Newcastle or a Leicester or some of the lower clubs feel when when even teams in, in the UK like Manchester United or, or, or Man City can afford to buy a team, like uh, buy a player like Ronaldo, would, would fans of, of those smaller teams not say that's not fair, that those guys can go out and buy such a big player, whereas our club, we're stuck with people like Denver Bar or, or something like that. Well, going back to, <laughs> no, going back but to United... On that point, on that point, sorry, uh, I can't yeah. good sec, sorry. On that point, and I've always said this from day one, right, you know, there is that argument, but ultimately, what you got to look at, whatever money United or Liverpool spend, right, yeah, is their own. They've earned that, right, yeah? They haven't had a sugar daddy come in and with a credit card and a plastic with somebody else's money. Glazers haven't put a penny of their own money into the club. Every player that we have bought has been earned by the club that's on the pitch or off the pitch. Every wage that we pay is earned by the supporters, by the uh, club and, and so on, right? And that is the way to go. So if, while they might not think, oh, it's not fair, go out and create your own, right? Um, system, your sponsorship deals, your, your fan base and get to that level, right? But how can a club like, like Leicester, as an example, we say Leicester won the league in, in 2016 and, and that kicked mm. off their success, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. How can a club like Leicester then continue that success if there's cl clubs like Manchester United, Chelsea, Man City, or Liverpool even to an extent, blow them out of the water in the transfer window? They can't afford that's to keep up fault. with the big boys. That is their own fault. It's, that's it's a, not their own fault, history. though. It's the club history, because you think about Manchester United, Liverpool um, have, yeah. have, have, made their, have made their history, and through that history... That's where the revenues come through. They I think you're wrong way. You have to look more at Manchester City, Chelsea, and Newcastle. Those are the clubs Leicester have to be looking at, thinking this is unfair. They can just come in and sport wash, basically. But te and teams are teams are being penalised for the fact Linda. that they've not had a success or a Linda. success. How could period. you? But how would you penalise Man United? Say, hey, listen, guys, you lot can't spend your own money because you got too much. But whereas Leicester, they can spend what they want. Right, yeah, you can't because 
unfortunately, even though you've created your own money, you cannot spend it, right? Yeah. Hey, look, rugby league. So it, it's um, yeah, just, just as an example, rugby league, and I know American sports, they have a yeah. wage cap, yeah, where you, each club has got a budget of how much they can spend on salaries, and you've got to work within that. So your better players obviously get bigger salaries. It stops yeah. the the Galactico type yeah. situation for happening, and it spreads the players around the whole league. Yeah. So everyone's got a chance to but, win. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, just some figures here, just to back that up, because what you're saying is true. That in the NFL, um, every team has a salary cap and a maximum of 188.2 million dollars to spend on wages throughout right. the whole squad. Yeah. So they do it on so, wages rather than transfer fees. Yeah, well, they don't exactly. have transfer fees because they, they have do, that they draft, draft system. Don't they? And they I, draft think, I think, they, and, and I think, right, going back to what Melinda's saying, so to make it fair, to make it yeah. compete, in my, in my thinking is, I mean, let's take this from Newcastle. Let's talk about the system now a little bit, Hannah. Yeah. Uh, let, let's face it, there should be a transfer cap, a fund. No, no club can spend more than, let's say, 100 million pounds, right? Yeah. Plus a salary cap, a window. You mean a win? No money. Well, we keep no, the windows no, already window. exist. 100, 100 million per, a window. Per window. Are you right. saying per yeah, window? Yeah, per window. Per window. Yeah. yeah. Per window. So you can't spend more than hundred million pound per window, right? You know, I don't mean over a five year period, but I mean over a, a, the one one uh, season, right? Yeah. Mm. You can your club cannot spend over hundred million pounds because mm. that way you would then stop the sugar daddies coming in. And it would help clubs like Leicester to be competitive. Aston Villa just spent 100 million pounds in the transfer window. A club only got promoted two years ago, right? You know. Yeah. So ultimately, it just goes to show they that would bring the level of competition up in the Premier League a lot higher. See, Navrat Singh, these sugar daddies are not coming in. Let, all conspiracies aside, they're not coming in because they've got a love of the game. Oh, they're we not know coming that. In. Yeah. They're not coming in because. Do you know, yeah. like th- this, this Saudi prince, he's not sat at home saying, do you know what, right? Newcastle United, I remember when um, Tino Spria turned up mm. that day in the snow with his big <laughs> coat on. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. But he doesn't. because <laughs> We know care. more about Newcastle than he does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There was that meme going around, wasn't there? That says, yeah. I, asked, I asked my people to buy me a Newcastle. And they've gone and bought me a football club. <laughs> right? But it's they're doing it because for them, it's business sense. Now, look, Newcastle. Or an ego it, stroke. It it, looks it, like it, I don't think it's even a business sense. No, no, but I'll, I'll tell you something. If, if you look at the city of Newcastle itself, right? Mm. Um, one club city, so they know they've got a fan base. They could go in there. They could build hotels. They can build a big, massive casino, restaurants. Redevelop the city. I if think they the want casinos are on. No, uh, they, they, they still, listen, <laughs> they still build casinos, man. Koina haram, halal, whatever, right? But <laughs> that's what they're going to do because they're not interested in the football club as a football club. They're in it for the, the extras that are around yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Promotion. How we can make more a bit more money, how this we is- can... Everyone goes into it different, right? Look, Abramovich has a bit of a love for the game, but he's gone in it to make more money. Yeah? Mm. Um, Saudis, now, 
let's let's get political for a while. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there the disclaimer: these yeah. views are my own, not anyone else's on the podcast. So I don't want anyone else get into trouble for what I'm saying, right? When when the Vagils are listening and that, right? Um, but the Saudis, they're doing it. Look, we, there's a term that's been mentioned already: sport washing, and we talked a bit about it before the podcast went on. Mm. By doing this. They're making themselves, as a nation, look better in the eyes of the world. So people forget about the atrocities that are happening. Yep. And focus on, wow, look at this. They're, you know, they're um, a great club. Sports is in their nature. They're competitive. And, and it's all this. And it's making, it's um, a propaganda in a way. Yeah. That's what it is. It's propaganda. Saudi Arabia as a nation um, has a really really shocking human rights record, whether you're um, of a different religion, a different race, a different sexuality. Um, you know, like if you're homosexual, if you're transgender, yeah. if you're a female. Mm. Um, if you're a different if, faith. If you're a different faith. Everyone there, we know what goes on in these countries. Yet, it's, it's, in my opinion, it's a front, yeah? It's a way of laundering money, washing money, getting on the good side of certain governments. Um, in, the, in the old days, right, you know, big deals. And um, the other day we were talking about Andeep Singh, um, who's not on today, but he's mentioned it that um, we were having a conversation and the way they used to do it before, launder money and do these deals, is with artwork, yeah? You could, like, with paintings, with paintings, um, you can value it whatever you want. So painting, to me, right, I might not like it, but someone will come along and say, this is worth $10 million, right? You can use that painting because it's valued at $10 million to do your shady deals. Now these shady deals are going to happen through football clubs, through sports clubs, and that's why they're getting into it. It's all behind the scenes, um, the, the murky world of deal-making, whether it's uh, arms trades to nations, um, let, let's be honest, drug deals, um, yep. any sort of like trafficking that yeah, you can not, think of. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we're obviously we're not saying Saudi Arabia's doing that, but that's no, just, oh, uh, yeah. we're, we're not oh, directly, but right. we're saying this A lot is of what nations happens. Are doing that probably. But it, nations, yeah. this is what nations I'm do behind the door. Yeah. Things. But and I, look, I think... But can I just saying, say, go on, go on, go on. sorry, go on, go on, go on. everyone's going on about Saudi Arabia and their human rights record. And, you know, the media, right? It's really, I've, I said this to you guys, it's really stuck in my throat the way they're going, right? Oh, Newcastle. But Saudi Arabia, they're a bad place. Yeah, they've done bad things to people around the world. But then you've got the hypocrites in the British media who won't call out when Britain is doing exactly the same thing same, yeah. to their own citizens. citizens. We've got we've got a brother sat in jail in India, um, yeah. Jagdar Singh Johal, right? Mm. Who Britain are just ignoring because of a trade deal they want with India. They almost sent over three of our brothers, right, for a yep. trade deal. We've got immigrants and people who can't get work, people who are dying, the whole Afghanistan thing, right? Because they don't care, all because of money, all because of trade deals. And this is where it's d done now. It's in the football world. This is what the money's getting used for. 
Why do you think Saudi Arabia, right, a few, a, a year or so ago, 18 months ago, it was like, this isn't a good deal. The government stepped in. This isn't good. It's a nation, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, we can't get petrol. We can't get food on our shelves. All of a sudden, the Saudis buy Newcastle. And next week, petrol will be back down to like £1.20 a litre. And, and we'll get bloody nectarines. That I went shopping today. I couldn't buy any nectarines. We'll Barrage. get things on the shelf next Barrage. week. Barrage, here's the thing for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> before before the Newcastle takeover, right, there was a fuel shortage. So it might still exist. I don't know, right? Yeah. But it's not there now. Right, it's not there now. It's not there now. You're right. It's not there now, right? Yeah. Pre the takeover, there's a fuel shortage. Was this a ploy by Saudi Arabia right, yeah, <laughs> it could to be. stop delivering oil until you reverse the taker, reverse the let's buy Newcastle and the oil start flowing again? I love a good conspiracy theory, me. <laughs> right. Right. You know what it is? I love a this conspiracy is why, theory. This is why Newcastle are going to... This is why Newcastle actually going to be the most hated, cl- uh, hated club <laughs> in the Premier they've League. The as well. They've got all the petrol. <laughs> but there you go. You, you can just imagine what some of the chants are going to be now, isn't it? Like, you just can't wait for them now. Guys, um, you know, before 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 Newcastle takeover, right, yeah? yeah. I didn't like electrical vehicles because, you know, I've got a three-litre car and that kind of stuff. Boom, boom, right? All that V6 and, and blah, 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 engine, right? That kind of stuff. I love yeah. Not Top Gear. I prefer, you know, Jeremy Clarkson and stuff like that. You know? but, um, but now I am going to stop buying oil. Right, yeah. Stop and it, feeding everyone. those Saudis, feeding Newcastle. <laughs> I'm going electric. Boycott <laughs> <Hey. laughs> <Boycott> oil. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, here's, here's a conspiracy theory for you. Right. The Saudis yeah. only bought Newcastle, right? Because they saw those fans, you know, them fat fans who don't wear any shirts. And they thought it's probably hot like Saudi Arabia. Let's go yeah. there. <laughs> here's a question for you, also, Barajing. Go on. Also, going into the conspiracies, obviously, we've had a gas. Issue recently as well. Be the Saudi surprise. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea I'm telling you. Oil listen, gas. It's Abramovich. All, you, know, you know when there was that gas problem? Going back a few years, when there was that gas pipeline issue and gas wasn't coming into the UK, yeah. who did the British government approach to speak to the Russian government? British Abramovich. Roman he was Abraham. bad for England, wasn't he? He was bad for England. He's good friends with, with Putin. Putin. You're very good friends. They're yeah. like this. And I'm crossing yeah. my fingers here. They're, yeah, yeah. they're good friends, yeah. See, um, look, the, the, just a quick mention. You know, like for Newcastle fans, I can understand in terms of 14 years under Mike Ashley, they begged, they cried, they protested. A fair they play to what, the fans. Yeah, and it'll be just what, like them to go down this season. It, it, it's it's just it'll be just like them. It'll be so everybody, funny. everybody, it, everybody wants up. Newcastle to go down now. No, <laughs> no. Breaking news! Breaking news! Newcastle are getting big Sam back because he's the only <laughs> one that can save him. <laughs> no, but this is what I'm saying from from their fans' perspective. They're not really going to care about all this human care. rights thing or anything they like care. that. They're no. just, like, let's be honest. Let's be honest, right? May not owners. They're not the most cleanest people on earth. No, no. Of course, of course, a hundred percent. I can say to myself, I haven't uh, purchased a shirt from my own money, or I probably don't want to go to um, Old Trafford because, however much of that ticket, there's going to be a certain percentage which is going to go to them. However. 
when you do go to a game or when you're buying that, you don't think like that, do you? No, you don't. Right? Another thing which I want to say, when it comes down to um, me and Melinda saying, we were actually speaking about this last week after football. Could this actually be a good thing in terms of your own club? To see, this can probably drive your owners out um, based on how what the competition is, how poorly run your own club is. I mean, United started selling shares last week as well. Um, Apparently, Saudis have a few of United shares as well. Well, I, I won't be surprised. But but this is the thing. This is what I'm going to say. E- even about um, Newcastle now is like everyone before is always like, oh, they, we always say, oh, you're nothing without money or this, that, the other. But this is why now Newcastle... When the transfers start rolling in, when the big players start coming, when they do start competing, when they do start winning, if they do start winning or when they do start winning, that is when then the hate and the toxic uh, comments from other fans are going to come. Look, when, when, when Man City got their money. It's already coming. Yeah. yeah, yeah when when, when Man City got their money, everyone yeah. was like, oh, fair play to them. And when they yeah. won that first title, you know, with Aguero. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone we don't loved mention it. that. Everyone loved it. Because it's going yeah. to Apart from, apart from you, United fans. <laughs> right? Except us, yeah. But then, quickly, that war away. But the, everyone the, says it, but Rod Singh. Yeah, the, the everyone thing is, says it about City, is it, now? Yeah. And the first and time, the first time Newcastle, come to Newcastle too. The first time Newcastle win that trophy, everyone mm. will be nostalgic. They'll be like, yeah, fair play to them. It's been a long time. Shearer yeah. will probably be dancing about in his kacha. There'll be right? black and white photos. <laughs> you know, like, oh, like Gary Lineker did on Match of the Day. Do you know what yeah. be like that, right? Keegan will be said, I love it. All this will I'll happen. I love it for being, I love it. I love it. But I'm saying, where are we? The hate will start. Yeah. But I want to ask you guys think... a question. Just the panel. Yeah. Honestly, who yeah. do you think will be the first signing for Newcastle United in this Saudi money era? Just transfer, That's... transfer. Transfer window is in January. Who's the first person you think they'll buy? Will it be, be the a big one. name? Or me and Melinda. Anthony Martial. Me and Melinda were talking about this. Me and Melinda were talking about this uh, last week. And what you need to remember is at the end of the season, there's a lot of players that are going to be free agents. Yeah. A lot yeah. of players. Like, yeah. uh, for example, for example, um, Mbappé. For example, someone, yeah, those players, but but also players like Pogba, Cavani, right? Yeah. Could Cavani probably think that this could be my last big contract? Let me just do a year here and then I'll go to South America. They need probably be a little stepping stone. Yeah. They need one player to make the first move, and that's always the hardest. You need that. Everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna be looking around, they're gonna be checking each other, they're gonna be seeing like who's gonna make the first move to that club. Um, but I'd say, but I'd say the funny thing is, you're talking about players. The funny, like something, the manager I, it. something which I find a bit of a conspiracy is how Pep said that the I've only got two years left. Now, if you look at Newcastle in two years' time, will they then have enough players to basically, let's just say, challenge enough and be comfortable to finish in the top four, so Pep can have one season in the top four and then spend big in a summer to make them title winners. I was thinking that. I was genuinely thinking because that. Because I, I don't see Pep outside the Premier League for many years. I don't... Uh, don't Where can wrong. he go? Where can he go? Juventus. Uh, 
at one point, at one point, I think he will revisit and manage Barcelona at some point. But then again, I cannot see that guy spending so many years outside of Premier League football. Look, how old, how old is Pep, Pep now? Will go to see, uh, Newcastle. How old is Pep. Pep now? I don't know. He's young. Late he's 40s, early 50s? He's 49 or something like that. Four years. He's very young. Oh, too. don't say that, man. He's only three does years he, younger than does me. He, does he Older have me, sorry. any then, loyalty in terms of has he ever managed a club within its, uh, within its country? More than one club within its country. I don't think he has. No, nah, he hasn't. No, he he's hasn't. done, he's done Barca. Think... By I Bayern. think he's a loyal City. guy. He's so... a loyal guy. He won't go to Newcastle. I think no, he, he is not a loyal Bundar. I can't see him managing in listen, the Premier League again. Listen, I'll yeah, be honest but... with you. I'm a loyal Bundar, but if if bloody Stavely phones up and says, Bulrad Singh, I like, Sport... I like Sport... the cut Sport... of your jib on that on that um, podcast of yours. You know Sport the Newcastle. Come here. No, if she says, we're doing... A discuss tune podcast. <laughs> me, I'm leaving you lot behind. <laughs> All right, here's one for you. I see my contract. Barrising, barrising. Here's one for you. Go on. Because it's about Pep and leaving City for Newcastle. Don't say Klopp. Right, leaving City for United, right? Yeah. Don't say Would Klopp. you, Amanda Stanley comes in, right? Yeah. And says, here's XYZ, come and support Newcastle instead. I'll do it. I need to I need support you, Newcastle. Uh, as a, asking as you, Baraj. Look, Dillon, no. But it's a black and white shirt, man. Come on. I'll put it on. I'll put it on. I'll go there. It's, it's no, 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 Right at Newcastle and the rest of the are you bargain? If someone told me to put on a Tottenham shirt, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but, but isn't Newcastle, Newcastle not rival? Five million pounds, Melinda. Newcastle is not rival of Liverpool. I'm do telling it. you, it's it's only an hour. Just wear it inside house. out, you'd be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, money but on a serious bunk. note, on a serious yeah. note, what Navradson just said, I know he said it as a joke, right? But no, realistically. Listen, it was a joke. No, I'm mate. serious in comparison. You, 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 I, the reason I say that was because it's on the back of the Pep going to Newcastle yeah. comment. But what I'm saying is, and I can see a lot of people. Loyal. I can see a lot of people overnight becoming Newcastle fans. You know the the fans that are not loyal to a club. All of us here, look, we're all loyal to our clubs. We're not going to change. It doesn't matter whatever happens. We're not going to overnight become fans of another club because we've supported our clubs for years. I'm talking about the kids and the people that not a, don't follow football as much as we do. Do you know? Because now, you know, like, I'm talking about, you know, the uh, our brothers and sisters that come over um, to study over here, right? They come over, they get into the football flex. They're, it's like when our parents first came over, they saw United on TV all the time. They saw Liverpool on TV all the time. They followed those clubs. It was City for a few years. Now it will be Newcastle. Yeah, possibly. But, it but will I'll be think, Newcastle. I'll, but I'm saying, do you know your previous comment? And um, sorry, I, 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 I know I'm just going back, but now when you mentioned uh, sports washing, Hannah. Yeah. And then you're talking about Saudis, but you know, the Qataris themselves. 
Yeah. That is what you call a fine version, a perfect example of what sports washing is. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, a tiny little country. Um, but it's, it's basically yeah, a if, desert. It's a desert. Yeah, if you, yeah. But if you look at the, the example now, which I'm going to give you, they buy PSG. Yep. And then they bankroll its record transfers that year when they brought Neymar and Mbappe, right? Yeah. The money which changed football transfers forever. Mm. Look look how much Agreed. they cost, right? Neymar was something, what, 222 euros? Buyout clause. Yeah, yeah. buyout clause. And Mbappe was about, what, 170-odd? 156, yeah. I think. And how, and it was the Coutinho, was Coutinho money as I can't, well. No, no, guys, guys, I can't was, complain. I can't complain mm. about that. Because of those two transfers, we got the money for Coutinho. Yeah, but then <laughs> yeah, that happened. Dembele as well. But, Usman no, Dembele. But, yeah. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, then they're f- the Qataris are also the founding members, right, of um, that channel, BN Sports. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And next year, they're hosting the FIFA World Cup. Right. So there's different you know, violations, many violations behind the scenes that Qatar have been pulled up on. Yeah. But yet through sports washing, through these type of things, buying PSG, the transfers of Neymar and everyone like that, the World Cup, that's sort of giving their government a completely different image that they want to clean up. Another thing which I want to talk about is it's, how it's, I just want money, to make a point of that. It's what Hitler yeah. tried to do with the yeah. Berlin Olympics. And can well, I make a point on Qatar? If, if, World they'd, Cup? if they'd have won, if they'd have won, Hitler, yeah. you know, like if they'd have won World War II, mm. history would have been written by Hitler, and it would have yeah. been like, look at this great sporting event. We, we promote equality. We want mm. um, black people to come. We want gay people to come. We want all these people to come. But in reality, in reality, their search is something else. Well, there's yeah. a thing. History, That's- history is always written by the victor. It is. Yeah. Just, the- just one more point. Just one more point. Harkir, just one yeah. more point. How they're trying to clean up their image as well. A massive club, which is going through massive problems now, FC Barcelona, yeah? They had a tradition that they boasted about for 111 years yes. of having no paid shirt sponsor. Who's their sponsor now? Qatar. Qatar, right? It's, it's advertising. And do you know how much they paid them? Over five seasons, they said to them, we'll give you, every five years, we'll give you 150 million euros to just put that on your shirt. Now, they've also sponsored, they've also sponsored Roma. They've also sponsored Bayern Munich. So it goes to show the Qataris are making some serious movements. Of and, it, and it's disgusting with the Qataris because I think this is a personal topic to all of us because we know yeah. a lot of our brothers from Punjab have actually gone to Qatar to build yes. those stadiums and a lot of them have died. So, yes. Yes. very sad to see. Uh, Melinda, it's... you want to make a point on uh, Thibaut Courtois? Yeah. Yeah, just uh, I- interesting comments coming out of um, uh, this week's um press conference uh, after the Belgium game, um, it kind of does link into this whole money and football yes. talk and, and um, the, the, the actual system itself. You, you talk about FIFA, you talk about UEFA and, and, and the money in the game and, and then this would link back to the, the World Cup championships every, every year that they're, they're trying to push towards. Um, 
Thibaut Courtois has come out after the Belgium game and, and, and said they do not care about us as the players. They just care about the money. Money, money, money. They treat us like robots. And that's yeah. some strong, powerful words coming from from a club and uh, from a club representative. And, and to, to, to think, do you think this is an overall reflection of everyone in terms of all the football players that are out there? Has international football lost its appeal to many football players? Uh, do you think they, they value club football? And to a certain extent, it is quite sad to see that international football seems to be dying. Um, it, it's flavour. Its flavour is, is, is becoming tasteless. Look, you see these players, their football is their roti, is their roti pani, right? That's how they earn. That's how they feed their kids. It's how they keep a roof over their head. Right, so I understand club football. When you're getting paid loads of money, right, it's where's your loyalty going to be? Now, back in the day, everyone had pride of putting on their international shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, maybe for the smaller countries, yeah, there's still that little bit of pride. But when you're like a top player, it feels like a chore. It is. It's like now, it, look, and it's back in the day, like when Giggs wouldn't want to go play for Wales. Do, do you know? Because he was winning things with United. He was making his money. If I was in his shoes, I'd be the same. I, I'd rather, you know, like play at the weekend, play in the Champions League midweek, than fly off to play in, um, I don't know, Ukraine or one of them, Belarus you know, Tajikistan like yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, right, you know, and then have a rubbish journey back. Do you think it also could be because some of the players, I mean, looking at, say, France, for instance, a lot of those players actually aren't seen as French through and through. They're actually, they come from African countries or they have a different background. Like we're Punjabi, we're born in England, but do we really have that loyalty to England? Not really. We would probably have more loyalty to Punjab, you'd say. Or yeah, Punjab. but I, I have, more, lo- I have more loyalty to England than I have to India. No, I'm not saying India. Right. I'm saying just Punjab. Yeah. Forget if, India. <laughs> if you're talking about recognised states and countries, yeah. right? Yeah, then obviously I've got more loyalty to England than I have to India. Right? Punjab is not recognised as a country, unfortunately. Only to us. It is. Yeah. I'm just saying from a from a, it's, from it's a our sovereign nation. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Let's ignore that it was India. Let's 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 say, for no, example, I, I you, agree your origins you your origins were from I don't know. Let's say it was from Kenya, for example. Right, you guys won't remember this. Navrat Singh might remember this. Back in the in the eighties, I think it was. There was a politician, Margaret Thatcher's sidebunder, Norman Tebbit. Yeah, and he and he was talking about being British. It's when everything was kicking off, and um, you know, in the inner cities. And he said, he mentioned something called the cricket test. And what it was, he said that, look, if you're a child of an immigrant, you don't support England. You either support West Indies, Pakistan, India, because they're your um, parents' countries. And growing up, do you remember that, Navrat Singh? I don't remember that comment, to be honest. No, he called it it the cricket test. I remember it was a big kickoff about it. But okay. growing up, I remember all the Afghans spotted India, all the Pakistanis yeah. spot Pakistan, yeah, all the West Indians. 
spotted West Indies. Yeah, no, no, of course. And and you have one England fan, yeah. right, in the group of friends because I grew up in the inner city and th- th- this was our makeup: yeah. Indians, Pakistanis, and um, West Indians. And you'd have one person spotting England, and they'd get shit that from everybody. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but so now I, I know we're going the... off on a tangent, but now look, it's it's it all comes down to success. Because we, we don't follow an international team. When England's doing well, we sort of like go for them and say, Yeah, England, got to come and this, that, the other at the World Cup. When they're doing rubbish, we'll go to look. I'm wearing a Holland shirt now while I'm doing this podcast, right? I've got an Argentina shirt. You go to Brazil, you go to these countries, don't you? The successful teams. And this is what the money's going to do, just bringing it back a little bit. Newcastle, all eyes are going to be on them. They're smashing, they're, they're pulling up trees. They're going to, I've just seen on, you know, in the last few hours, Stavely's had a meeting with Steve Bruce mm. to discuss his future. Yeah. yeah. They'll probably no. say to him, um, give us a few more games and then step aside yourself and we'll give you X amount of money. Or they might yeah. even say to him, just look, your job's safe till the end of the season, like Man City did with Mark Hughes. You know, just get through this season. Just keep mm. us in the Premier League. Yeah. He'll be gone this time tomorrow. Do you reckon? Yes. No, I think at Christmas. I think at Christmas. I'll give him to Why? Christmas. Just give before transfer window, transfer? Transfer, window, transfer window is going to open, and then whoever they want to bring in, they'll bring in. So look, it's, it's not just it's not just money. You, yeah, yeah that, that'd be good. His kids, his kids will get a PS Five. They'll be able to afford one. <laughs> but um, but not just money. You need a decent manager because let's be honest. Can you see Haaland, Mbappe? Um, Salah, they're going. We, you know, when they do their first press conference, we came to Newcastle because of the history, and we've always wanted to play for Steve Bruce. Absolutely, (laughs) I can't believe that. Uh, Well, it's it's, it's, it's obvious, yeah, it's the the money aspect. Do, 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 Do players justify the amount of money that are being splashed on them? Like, should it be acceptable that? a player can earn a million pounds a week but yet still complain about having to play extra amount of games throughout the season. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think they can complain. They can it's, complain. it's mental health. It's, it's all about health and it's different. It, just because you earn X amount of money doesn't mean that money runs on the pitch. Immune, do you know? doesn't, mean st- doesn't mean they yeah. roll, roll that money and put it inside the ligaments right? Yeah, and, and still, be able to play. Pressure, you know? um, so I understand where you're coming from. Because it is sickening that for, for something we would do for free. Yeah. Look, and let's be honest, if Manu phoned up you three guys, Arsenal phoned you up in the thing, or Liverpool phoned me up and said, we're short of players, we need you to play, but we're struggling a bit, we can't pay you. But, but listen, we'll we're at putting the shirt on. I get what you're saying, but then there's an element of like, so just this last week, we're talking about two players in Belgium, uh, in Hazard and Lukaku. Those two players were the ones that that, that got muscle fatigue. You look at in basketball, like, yeah, he's a specimen, but you look at LeBron James, the guy spends two million a year on dietitian and and like um, on exercise programs. and, And he's got like a whole dedicated team for 
like Ronaldo. and physique. Do, do, you, know, like you know Ronaldo. Do you think? Yeah, like Ronaldo, yeah, but Ronaldo, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. The all reason these LeBron can afford all that, he's got shares in Liverpool. That's why we can't buy players. It's but, going on his bloody nutrition. Right. I, I get what you're saying, but basketball players play two days, um, uh, play two days, um, like play play a game, then two days later take two day rest and then play again. And you can't but tell me that football's you can't tell me football's less strenuous on the muscles and the body going yeah, up and down. Cycles. Look, cycles, man. I, I, I'm I'm not going to say I played football at a very high level. Yeah. Right. I, nowadays, I can't even say I played basketball at a high level because it comes on TV over here. In the yeah. old days, I could say I played for like Chicago Bulls and stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> but look, basketball is different because you have your offense, you have your defense. It's rolling subs, players going off, having a rest, coming on. That's right. Some of these players play, are the, running non-stop the, for 90 the, minutes. On and off, absolutely. There, yeah. I feel these guys, they don't, they don't spend enough on their bodies to allow them. Yeah, you'll get tackles. And that will happen. Like you'll have injuries, like um, like a knee injury or 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 whatever, like or an ankle ligament damage or something that could happen. I get that, but I feel they also don't put enough into their bodies in, in, to allow them to not sustain these these issues, like muscle issues. They should be able to overcome. Look, I like think that. nowadays they do. I mean, over the last few weeks, and uh, just mentioning, like going back to what something Navraj Singh said, right? Um, when when he was talking about was it it was before the pod where he was talking about how handsome Ronaldo is yeah right um, <laughs> <laughs> we've all seen in the last few weeks Ronaldo with his shirt off Salah with his shirt off you know when they're celebrating these players nowadays they are specimens they're not you know like um, um, you know like the players of the old days with, you know, the Duncan Ferguson with their dead hanging out, right? They are specimens. Um, so they are fit. So for you saying they don't do enough so for their fitness and their bodies. They're doing so much recovery work. This is but, the thing. Through their, through their performance and stuff like that, that's what gets them, obviously, the goals, the trophies, uh, the whole limelight. And that's where the sponsors come in for not only yeah. just the player... But then the big money comes in, obviously, into the football club itself. Um, just to, like you, like just you've seen, to, just, like, just with Ronaldo signing, um, how much, like, through shirt sales, um, it went funny. absolutely crazy. And and this is the thing, relating it back to Newcastle um, and how we're saying is that, that that first signing is so crucial because that will determine not only just success in the short term, but that will also determine that who's your next player who's your next two or three players that are going to come in it's all going to be a part of a project which is not only just going to be based on performance on the pitch but financially off the pitch and mm. that is where the game has actually come come to as well um and what we're going to do go, go on, I, 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 I just want to say right look yeah. i know i sort of mentioned it with the saudis coming in because of um trade deals with the government i still think that's got a lot to do with it it's why you're not seeing Eastern Europeans coming in anymore. The government's not on the best terms with your Eastern European oligarchs um, at the moment. And it's why Chinese money's not coming in because mm. the government's not on the best of terms with the Chinese at the moment. But look, yeah. if China tomorrow sign a trade deal with um, Britain, you watch the next big 
country to come in, it will be China. They're already making moves in other leagues to try and buy up clubs. Yeah. It's just purely because they haven't got that relationship with Britain that they're not here yet. Definitely. But does he I mean, this is just the start. No. Come on, buy United. <laughs> come on, no, buy Liverpool. To, I'm joking. I, 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 have to, I have to agree with you there. I mean, it, it is shocking that how many uh, Premier League owners are actually British. Um, I don't, I don't you know. Think there's... there's not that many. Um, but, but this is the thing. These big moves, these takeovers, it's not the first time that we've seen it and it surely ain't the last. But one thing for sure is whatever news there is regarding be it football results, transfers, takeovers, any news like that, we're always going to be discussing this on the podcast. So please, um, you know, always tune in, listen to our previous podcasts and this one, you can find it on Anchor and Spotify, um, search in discuss hyphen Seng and on Instagram, you can follow and like and share all of our content. Uh, by typing in discuss underscore sing a massive thank you to the panelists and all the listeners please do get involved by contacting us about if there any is there any other topics that we've missed out on or is there topics which you want us to discuss but not just want us to discuss if you want to come on as well the platform's open for you even if you disagree with what we say come on even if you're a man city fan yeah where are you Newcastle things at? Where's the <laughs> Newcastle things at? Even if you're planning a takeover, uh, get us involved. Um, yeah. If you, if you're, if you're Saudi, yeah, if we can you advise you. Take over the <laughs> that's right, Navarrete. We, we need, we need, we need sponsors. We need sponsors. Five billion pound, yeah. billion worth of sponsors. Right. In fact, I'm going to email Stanley note, now. On that note, guys. On that note, thank you very much. Tsunami. Tsunami.